Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, the fastest podcast on wheels. That's right. I do this show while driving my car, and it is a nasty, rainy morning on my way to work, and uh, which is perfect for the movie I'm about to talk about. This is another example of... Uh, the movies that we grew up and we saw the artwork on the VHS box or the DVD cover and you were intrigued by it but you were just you didn't want to spend any money on it <laughs> I think everybody remembers the artwork of the dead pit where you got the creature coming up out of the pit I guess and they put the little lights in its eyes to kind of blink little LED lights uh, you know pretty impressive for the time when they started trying to decorate the box a little bit and give you something a little different but uh, never got around to watching this one and fortunately like everything else here I've been talking about it's on Tubi so uh, I gave this one a watch and I'm coming off the heels of Neon Maniacs and this has kind of got that same problem right uh you look at the graphic artwork on the back. You look at the cover, and you're kind of expecting a lot. Uh, this one came out in 89, and it's kind of got the same problem of everything that came out from that point into the mid-90s till Scream came out. Uh, it's just weak. Uh, if you like... Like, the well... The thing is, is you, the biggest part of this movie, I'd say the first hour and 20 minutes of this movie, if you really like really good-looking, attractive women in cut-off midriff t-shirts with no bra, this movie is for you. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, but uh, that's pretty much the focus point of this whole movie till the zombies show up. That's right. There's actually zombies in this movie. Let me try to explain. And I said try. Um, you start off, I guess, 20 years ago from 89. So, coming out of the 60s. Uh, at this institute where they're keeping people that are mentally challenged. And there's a couple of doctors that work together. And one of them is using them as uh, lab rats. He's doing a bunch of tests on them. And he takes them down into the pit, or basically the basement. Uh, you know, I guess the dead basement just wasn't as scary. But uh, he takes them down in the, in the basement, and he's, like, drilling in their heads and, you know, doing lobotomies. And actually, he's just killing them all, right? There's bodies just piled up in the floor. And, uh... The other doctor goes down, sees what's going on, and decides to shoot the other doctor right between the eyes, down in the pit slash basement, and shut it off like in the black cat, right? Shut the, you know, build a wall, you know, seal it closed so nobody will ever know what happened, right? And uh, he becomes the main doctor, and 20 years later, it goes to... Uh, this young lady is being taken to the institute, which has changed quite a bit. They don't have near as many inmates. I'm going to just use that term as they used to. Uh, not that mental health has gotten any better since the 60s, but uh, 
this young lady showing up and she feels like there's that she's there for the wrong reason because she's just got amnesia. She doesn't remember anything up to a certain point in life. Doesn't know her own name. So she's struggling with that kind of stuff. But they just decided, the, the board, I guess, decided that she needs to be an institute. And there you go. Uh, in the meantime, she starts... Uh, when she shows up, there's an earthquake, which is very convenient, which supposedly shakes up the pit and frees them, even though we don't really see anybody get freed except maybe the doctor, because the girl starts seeing the doctor everywhere. He just kind of pops up. Now, this movie has a lot of problems. They all probably seem like good ideas on paper until you put the movie together and you watch it and you go, wait a minute. That don't really make a lot of sense. But anyways, she starts seeing the doctor pop up everywhere. And she sees him, but nobody else does. But then as the movie goes along, he's killing the staff that works at the hospital. So obviously, they can see him at some point. So I'm just trying to figure out how she can see him and point at him. And they can't see him, but then later on he comes up and, you know, cuts their throat or whatever. And, you know, they react to it. They see him. So I'm just a little confused on that, right? This is another one of those I don't know movies, right? Probably seemed like a good idea, but it's not. Also, I wanted to point out, for some strange reason, I guess it's just something they thought would be cool. But the doctor, because he's been dead for 20 years, um has really, really long fingernails. I mean, to the length of, like, Dolly Parton. These things are really long. And he puts on rubber gloves and his fingernails stick through it. But here's the thing, and I'm sure that's the whole point, was just to have this graphic. And he also wears this big, gaudy ring all the time. <laughs> Why? Who knows? Because you got to have something to tie it all together later on, I guess. But anyways... Why would his fingernails grow for 20 years and be that long, but his hair didn't grow? He doesn't need to shave. Uh, he didn't age. So I'm just, just again, just saying, why would just his fingernails... What, what if his toenails were sticking out of his shoes, right? Because they would be that long, too. Just saying. <laughs> just a weird thing to throw in there that, oh, this would be cool if he had really long fingernails. No, it wouldn't. It's not, Right? So, this movie is basically another one of those crazy mad doctors that's working on figure. You got your Dr. Giggles kind of idea to a certain degree. But as this goes on, Dr. Swan, which is the doctor that killed the crazy doctor, decides to hypnotize the young lady and find out about her past. And she only has snippets of it. But during this process, somehow the dead doctor possesses the girl and talks to Dr. Swan about you can't kill me, I'm coming back and I'm gonna kill you and I mean why would a doc why would this doctor all of a sudden be able to possess somebody, right? So it's just another of those things it's like where are you going with this, right? Uh, movie goes on and then the, the, the woman with no name she has you know, little little snippets of her childhood, and she only remembers to a certain point. Doesn't remember her dad at all. Remembers her mom taking her away as a young kid, and, and you know, 
maybe get away from the husband. It doesn't give you anything there. Anyways, as this movie rolls on, you got a lot of people sneaking around. About three quarters of this institute has been shut down, so you got a lot of vacant buildings. So there's a lot of filler here of people walking around, sneaking around, looking upstairs, looking downstairs, going upstairs. You got some lighting schemes here that are kind of Argento-ish at times. Uh, it's not a bad-looking movie at all. Like I said, it's just the plot is really weak or just you just kind of want to go, now, wait a minute. <laughs> that don't really make any sense. Uh, so what happens, though, like I said, you get to see this lady walk around through 90% of the movie in this little T-shirt. And, you know, you're not paying attention to anything else because she is a knockout. And, you know, like I said, this shirt is kind of making things happen. But... Uh, she ends up kind of liking another inmate that's there. Uh, and, I don't know. You would figure this is not a place to make a hookup. Just saying. So it's one of those things you're like, well, she has to have a love interest, I guess, to make things happen. Even though they're not really a love interest. I mean, they're, they're trying to help each other get out because he's starting to believe her. Um, and also now the doctor's in panic mode because the possessed girl has said these things to him so needless to say just like in every one of these institute movies there's always the crazy nun right the crazy nun that knows more than you do and knows how to stop the evil well they depend heavily on this as well and at one point the dead doctor brings back all the bodies and they're all a bunch of zombies so this movie turns into a zombie flick in the last 10 minutes of the movie and these zombies are trying hard, man. Every one of them is trying to do the most awkward zombie walk you can do. Uh, makeup job's not too bad. Uh, they look a little fulchy-ish, which is always a good thing. But, uh, you know, again, you're just like, eh, not that great. But anyways, the uh, Dr. Swan decides he's going to go down and try to shoot the other doctor again and kill him and because he killed him before, I can kill him again. Well, that doesn't work out well. So he goes down to the pit and uh, faces the doctor. And the doctor ends up catching him, throwing him down on a lab table. Cuts off the top of his head and starts messing with his brain, right? Because that's what we expect to happen. Which actually looks pretty decent. Some pretty good effects there. And while that's going on, the zombies are running rampant in the Institute. Why? I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea. Needless to say, the crazy nun finds out that if you spray holy water on the zombies, it kills them. They just deteriorate right there before your eyes real quick. So, <laughs> I have to give the movie credit here, right? Because this is, this is throwing all the marbles in the ring right here, right? So now what we have is the nun looking through a window, and she's blessing... The water tower. <laughs> yeah. So we got a whole water tower full of holy water now. And we're going to pour it all over these zombies. Pretty hilarious. Uh, oh, the only problem is, is when it does happen, you don't really see it affect anybody. You just see the water splash down and go through some bad models of the little institute. You can tell they're just these little models and they're just flooding water through it. 
pretty hilarious. But uh, needless to say, you got the showdown going on with the doctor, and then he ends up, after he kills the doctor or whatever, he ends up chasing the girl, which, unless, again, this doctor is chasing the girl through the entire movie, always chasing her, but never doing anything to her, right? And again, he possessed her, so there's all these weird, it's almost kind of like, like bad dreams. I don't know if y'all remember bad dreams or not. It's kind of got that kind of feel, too, which I really like bad dreams. Uh, I know a lot of people are disappointed in the ending of it or whatever, and we'll talk about that one soon. But this one is playing heavily off of that. Hey, hey what if we took bad dreams and a zombie flick and put it together, right, with some possession? That's, that's kind of what you got here. But um, they, the, the, the so-called love interest crazy guy Clowns the water tire with some dynamite. Where'd he get dynamite? Again, I don't know. But that's how this movie rolls. There's a lot of things you're just like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> You've got security 24-7 here. How's this guy going to get dynamite? Anyways, he gets dynamite, gets up in the water tower, and he doesn't come down. He just blows himself up. Why? No idea. I guess because we just didn't need him anymore. But his whole point is he tries to help the girl get out, whose name is Sarah, we find out. Tries to get her away, but they split up. He goes blow up the water tire to kill all the zombies, and she gets trapped by the doctor, the evil doctor. Which is the other thing, too, because all of a sudden now he's satanic, because it's one thing to be an evil doctor and you drill into people's heads. It's another thing to be satanic and possess people, and you can kill everything he creates with holy water, right? Again, where does this make sense? It doesn't. It just it just is what it is. Uh, but while she confronts the, the, the evil doctor, he tells her that she's his daughter. That's the reason she doesn't have any memory, because he went in and took her memories out. But she is his own flesh and blood. And while they're having the conversation and he goes to grab her, that's when the water, the holy water, comes through the window and some pretty good effects here of him disintegrating. I have to admit, uh, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I, d I do have to say that. that that's, that's a pretty good effect. Um, and from there, he's dead. He's disintegrated, and his ring is laying there, and the girl picks up the ring, puts the ring on, and her eyes start turning red, which is something else I forgot to mention that this doctor walks around and his eyes glow red. He's got like laser reddish eyes. Hey, he's got laser reddish eyes. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the movie, she puts the ring on. She's got the eyes like the story's going to continue. But who cares? Really? So <laughs> that's pretty much this movie. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's weak. It's got that problem, like I said, of the late 80s, early 90s, where the stories are just kind of weak. you got great effects, but when you just put it on paper, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. If you like kind of lower-grade, not-great stories, but still got some entertaining moments in it, it's all right. Uh, I'll give it a 3 out of 5, and I'll just kind of stick with that. And that's pretty much my review of The Dead Pit. Um... Enter at your own will. Check it out if you want. Like I said, it's free on Tubi, so you can't go wrong. 
So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed this one. We will see you next time. Check you later.